SAFM Social Conversations Let's welcome our A-team guest who's been very patient with me. <laughs> but luckily, I've had my time with him before the show an entire hour. Uh, my brother, Unongkosi Kukuletu Aba, chairman of Adamo Holdings and also of Amantha Omnoto as we speak about BEE, Broad-Based Black Economic Empowerment. Why have we lost hope? Nongosi, thank you so very much for joining us, Putwa. Thank you so much, Manduli. To you, greetings, uh, the team in the studio and the listeners at home. Gabongala, cool that you are coming into studio. It really means a lot to us, and especially as we tackle uh, something that's so sensitive. I mean, when BEE was phased in or introduced to the greater South Africa, we thought, wow, things are going to change. We are going to see black economy thriving. But this has not been the case. There's been... Bitter and sweet moments, but a lot of people, when they think of BE, they say, well, it's for those who are connected to those who are connected yep. to those who are on top. Yep. And it, it's for the politically elite. It's for those who are, um, you know, masking for white monopoly, as yep. they put it. It's, it's not for the ordinary black person. So as the years went by, we've lost hope. What's yep. going on? If you may allow me, Manduli, just to appreciate the conversations we had yesterday which we announced last week, where we're having some discussions around um, Ukraine and uh, uh, Russia conflict by Professor Zondi together with Zarko Tarish, our uh, our friend from from Serbia as well as in the Eastern Europe. It was a very fruitful conversation. I think that uh, a lot of our listeners uh, actually attended virtually. Um, I think they benefited a lot in knowing about what's happening in the geopolitics and the effect that it has on us in South Africa. But importantly, what is it that we need to do to align ourselves with supplying some countries like those, uh, like in, in Europe and all of that. So it was a great time. Yeah. So, so, so these these events, Amanda uh, Omnoto does yeah. right that yeah. open up our minds up, and yes, we'll come back to yeah. uh, BEE. Yes. Are events that we should not take lightly. A teamers should always be uh, tuning in and logging on and attending because, wow, yeah. you've put together a geopolitical awareness conversation, and mm. and it's it's something that we need on the ground for business people to be able to understand the political climate and also be able to thrive within the challenging times. Importantly, because there's a, a minister, I think, from Zimbabwe, uh, who was asked a question as to what's the difference between some countries in South Africa, and, and he said we talk a lot, <laughs> meaning we don't action a lot. I think even yesterday it came through that we've got the best policies. You know, we're we're a country that has got best ideas when it when it comes to ideas and how things have to be done. We put pen to paper and do amazing things on paper, but when it comes to practicality. We're not very good. All right. I suppose that's where we are with the BEE, aren't we? Yeah. Board-based uh, black economic empowerment. <laughs> it's a, it's an act that I think it was very crucial and still very, very crucial in South Africa because you you know as much as I do, Manduli, that the, the divide in South Africa is very much on the lines of race, lines of, uh, you know, who owns what in terms of assets, and the fact that we know of our construct being South Africa in terms of how we came into being and knowing that we needed to introduce something that will ensure there's real transformation where the demography of, 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 of South Africa in terms of races, whereas as, as Africans in particular, we are, we're just out there in the fringes of economy uh, when it comes to ownership and being party to it. So, so I think therefore BE, 
uh, is still very, very important nowadays. But the question that you were asking is, you know, is it really serving us and has it really done justice? Um, to a certain extent, yes, but to a large extent, no, because it, it, it's been viewed. I think we were reading an article, I think, by one author here who I'll mention, just to acknowledge him, uh, that it, it is even by uh, corporates viewed as that uh, act which is not really serving the corporate well. Uh, and, and it's as if people don't understand the spirit behind this act, which is so crucial for us to, to grapple with and be able to change the landscape of economy in South Africa. Well, I think that article is the one by Mitch and Adams, right? Correct. That you're yes. referring to. Yes. And yes. in this particular article, he says mm-hmm. that um, uh, Triple BE Commission's uh, 2020 annual report showed that a 1% decrease in the number of uh, submitted compliance reports by JSE-listed entities, with most measured entities still failing to comply. Why are the big entities failing to comply with Triple BEE? Yeah. Is it because we are complacent, or is it because they just feel there's no one who is watching out and making sure that they are doing the right thing? I think it's a combination of, of, of both of those things, Mandul, because the complacency aspect and as well as the aspect of um, not having someone policing and making sure that we're doing the right thing. Because if we were, uh, that report is, is reflecting what is happening in the JSE, because the author that talks exactly, actually it's the DTIC, which is talking about what is happening within the uh, because they, they have to report all the time at the JSE in terms of those listed entities. But again, they, they, because we are having some international uh, investors, I don't know, it's because we glorify them a lot and think that, oh, we're going to disturb uh, their peace when it comes to FDI and they are not going to bring in enough money because they are not certain about what's happening. And that's a discussion that is going out there. But if you talk, you look at the people who are de- talking and telling us that the BE thing should come to an end and, and you say, have you gone down to see what's happening uh, besides pointing out at those politically connected few people who are known to be the ones that are creaming it every now and then? you'd realize that they don't have a clue what's happening in South Africa. Uh, uh, some of them have not even visited Soweto or Wanongoma or, or, or Ekunu or in places where real people and many people live in this country and who are really um, uh, wanting to be part of the economic mainstream so that they are really participants because we can't just have a, a sea of poverty in an island of very rich people. And, and hope that the country will be stable. And that's never going to happen. And and that is where we are headed in this country. You look at all what's happening right now. It talks exactly to the picture in terms of scenario planning that was projected some years ago, uh, probably by Credomut himself that you were talking about mm. this evening. So in terms of what is going to happen in South Africa if things are not done uh, correct. So this is, BE of course is just one co- one component in the whole scheme of things but most importantly it's a very important one because it talks to the ownership of the means of production. A team is joining in this conversation. Our WhatsApp number is 0614104107 or SMS41391. You can also call in on 0117142006. We are with the Guguletu Gaba and we are talking about uh, a BE E-E, broad-based black economic empowerment. What's going on? Can we have faith in it again? Can we believe in it? Can it actually be actioned properly? Uh, M. Dooley. Social Conversations.
It's a social conversation focusing on business. Uh, every Thursday we have the segment with uh, Guguletu Jikaba, um, who is chairperson or chairman of Adamo Holdings and of Amanda Omnoto. This evening we are asking the question, why are we as South Africans no longer believing in uh, broad-based black economic empowerment? Can we revive it? What needs to be done in theory it is a good uh, act but practically we are not seeing it trickle down so what is what joining on the conversation on 0614104107 that's our whatsapp number or even call in on 0117142006 now nonkos uh, yes this is an act that needs yes. to be uh, policed, if yeah. I may use that word, because it seems like we need to be nannied in South Africa yeah. to get things done. But policed from a political point of view, yeah. from a political perspective, so from the head down. Yeah. What are our politicians doing? Because uh, JSC um, companies are not complying. So how can you yeah. expect the smaller uh, factories out in you know, the East Rand to comply if big companies are not complying? Yeah. You know, historically, business has always aligned itself with political power and and even carried out the political mandate of those who are in power. I think this is uh, at least my my view and analysis of the situation in South Africa. There is nothing wrong with our black brothers that are known to to have to benefit from BE merger deals and and all sorts of things. Again, I, I don't want us to confine this thing to deals, but it, it has to talk to the whole backward and forward linkage when it comes to the big corporates because South African economy is really largely owned by big corporates as well as your SOEs, which are state-owned enterprises. When it comes to how politicians have behaved, I, I would venture to say uh, probably they, they, they haven't done enough uh, and maybe the b- business itself has has bowed down to the power of politics to to an extent where it, it, it has to listen to where they should sort of like who they should bring on board. The, this, I think, in, in the context of our country and the, the, the direction that we are taking um, and, and, and of the type of leadership in politics that we need to have really must talk to that consciousness of saying what kind of leaders do we need and are we going to have in South Africa going forward who are going to help salvage what is still a, a, a salvageable situation in South Africa where we we are not going to find ourselves getting into a serious trap where there will be a whole lot of revolution that may destabilize the country. I think politics and politicians in particular need to wake up to understanding and, and, and being very serious about wanting to change uh, this country. You know, I was looking at one politician. I'm not a politician, obviously, and I'm, um, I'm, I just watch and observe. I was looking at Gaten McKenzie uh, with all the things that he's doing up there in terms of driving real industri- industrialization as a leader, uh, bringing people who are investing within 100 days. Of course, we are yet to see what, what, what is happening there in, in the real sense. But w- I was just at least, you know, encouraged to see that if we can have such politicians who are there, by the way, I think, all across the country, but more of those people who, when they are given power, they use their power to change the lives of the people, especially in business, as we are talking about Triple B. 
So more politics uh, in the sense that it's for the people, by the people, yes. as opposed to what we have now, which is politics, yeah. where a lot of politicians, we, we, we know the Zondo Commission has pointed out how our SOEs have all these politicians' fingers in uh, the mud pie and nothing is still being done. I'm going to go to the lines. I've got Atima Ziyad. Um, good evening, Zaid. Zaid, good evening, Atima. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I'd like to greet everyone on SAFM and also you, Patricia. Uh, the gentleman that you have there with you is actually not a proportion. He's actually right with each and everything that he's saying. Uh, we should understand this is actually petrol. Each and everything that is happening within the country is actually fueling a lot of you. You should remember that you have students that have graduated. They're not getting jobs. They've got degrees. If you remember also when you came to the student uprising, it was because they were not actually even being funded by NS First. So now you have to remember they still have to pay their NS First debts. So uh, when you take that down and you bring it down, no jobs, nothing is happening. We've got the crisis with electricity. And maybe in the next uh, six months, we'll also have a crisis with the fuel. Uh, this is actually a chain reaction that's happening. And as we are actually opening up uh, to this uh, topic and we are talking about it, and we're talking about politics, the ANC is worried about who's going to be the next leader and so forth. Those things don't matter for uh, anymore. Because they took us and we went uh, through new votes in 1994 and we got our freedom uh, per se. But then all of those things, they actually lead to a chain reaction. It's actually a time bomb. Okay, Ben is asking, can we wrap after the news? Okay, sure, another problem then. Zaid, thank you so very much. We really appreciate you calling in and giving us your um, point of view on this particular one. Um, I'm going to go uh, to. Uh, a voice note quickly, but um, we are going to wrap up this conversation after the news because we started a bit too late due to the tribute to Sanusi Vusamazulu and um, Mutwa. Let me go to this voice note. Hi, Patricia. It's Timzi from Cape Town. Uh, any broad-based black economic empowerment should include the majority of the black people. It can't be about just including uh, two or three or even a hundred or even a thousand black people. There are millions of black people. So if it is broad-based, it has to be broad-based, not just in word, but in deed. Now, uh, it's also a fallacy to think that by creating a, a thousand new black billionaires or millionaires will end the will solve the situation on the ground for the masses. Black billionaires and white billionaires will behave exactly the same. It won't trickle down. It's just for the benefit of those few. 
Yeah, A-teamers, this is something we are talking about and we'll uh, wrap this conversation up after the news. Talking broad-based black economic empowerment, is it still relevant? How can we make it work properly? And who is benefiting? Please do uh, send those messages in on 0614-104-107. We are still with Ukukule Tuchi Kaba and uh, he'll stay with us until after the news. Right now it's 11 o'clock on the dot and uh, Mpo Sitole, the beautiful Mpo, is away to give us the final news bulletin. Good evening, Mpo. A-teamers, we are still in discussion with our A-team guest, Unongosi Guguletuji Kaba, who is the chairman of Adamo Holdings and also of Amanda Omnoto. We are talking um, how can broad-based black economic empowerment be revived and uh, restored in the hearts and minds of South Africans and also in in business communities. You have been sending us messages. You've called in. We'll get to some of your messages. But before we do that, let me allow Unongosi to respond to our A-team caller, Ziad, and also our A-teamer who sent us a voice note before the news. Thank you so much, Manduele. I think Ziad spoke about the students not being employed and the the crisis that we are likely going to face, I think, in in summation. That's very, very true. We're having a ticking time bomb that I think it's almost about to explode. You, you have some of these young people. I, I interact with them every ever so often, um, and some of them, when they are raising their voices, some some politicians will say, "Stop doing that." Uh, this shouldn't be the case. The, the, these are young people who who don't have to beg for for being part of South Africa. They've got to make sure that they raise their voice and and they they, they, they are given space um, and 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 to be able to really come up even with suggestions. Like we said previously here, that even TVET colleges must now be geared towards entrepreneurship and, and, and assist to get those people that will become students, I mean, entrepreneurs, to absorb others. You know, it, this happens every day where you have got students uh, in, in that environment, uh, which has been created as an entrepreneurial ecosystem, creating their own uh, enterprises starting whilst they are even studying they don't have to wait until they are out in carpentry in agriculture and all of those things i think that's a that's what we need to do to drive the spirit of entrepreneurship uh, to be able to help the situation in south africa and including the one of our team said saying that it's a fallacy to create black billionaires and hope they will be changing the whole situation honestly they they they, they black billionaires white billionaires you know they become a class of their own and mm. and start caring for each other and, and going golfing and loving each other as 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 a, as a new race totally altogether. So we have to really get rid of that uh, fallacy, like one of our listeners said, um, and start creating enterprises which should be created through these very big corporates that must buy in fully, heart and soul, to the Triple B E. King Saint Nazi sends this message uh, saying that. Um, we don't support ourselves as uh, the black nation. Uh, the prices of uh, locals are very much higher and expensive. Um, Africa is selling qua- quantity with huge price tags, while Europe is selling quality and uh, with a less price tag. Maybe this is uh, one of the reasons why uh, he feels that Triple uh, BE is not working. On the other hand, we've got a voice note that we are going to go to. 
We are on the transfer, man. I want to ask you, the guy who's talking now, we are not transport company for this triple B, but we only for a salary. The trucks we've been given is registered on on the company's name, you pay the truck off, you pay for the insurance. If you go to attorney, they just terminate your contract. You mustn't ask questions. You don't have access to a, the bank account they open with you at Standard Bank. But there's people, some people who have been paid off drugs for many, many years, but still have nothing. At the end of the contract, the truck is still owned by the company. You have no, no say in this business. You can't register your company. You can't pay tax as a business. You can't claim tax as a business. Only they clean the decks. Tell me in mining, why it's there, no PE, logistics, farming, food chain. So there's too much red tape there. You go to ATC, they will tell you about um, collateral. Fourth industrial, nope, we are still not even out of second industrial, so let's stop fooling ourselves. Nongosi, let's come in here. The first uh, A-teamer, as voice note, is uh, citing something that's very sad. Part of a, a, a transporting company, they were given contracts, you know, they are paying off uh, these trucks, so they are owner drivers, but clearly it's just a facade. It's a lie because they have no access to anything. They just keep paying. They're just basically renting. How can this be sorted out? What can they do? Because this is clearly BE of exploitation. Yes. Yeah. We've always seen that. I mean, ever since BE started, uh, there's always been such exploitation, and that's called fronting. I think the, 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 the ATM needs to report that to the authorities. I think the DTIC, the DTI, Department of... Uh, uh, what's Department of uh, Trade, and Trade Industry and yeah. Competition mm -hmm. has got, um, uh, you know, the capabilities to handle such issues because it's fronting. Purely, it sounds really fronting to me. I think that our ATM should approach uh, the authorities and even report this. I think it sounds, it sounds really very severe. Um, and then we've got one of our ATMs who spoke about not supporting self as black mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. In, Rome was not built in a day. I always encourage people to say, let's not uh, give up in supporting one another, irrespective. Both as black people and as compatriots, and as black, both black and white in South Africa when it comes to business. Because if we join forces and come together, there's a lot that we can achieve. Uh, let's improve even the quality of our service and the quality of our products so that we don't just have to say to people, buy from us because we are black. 
buy because we can provide good quality service. But obviously we need uh, the playing field to be equaled. Absolutely. We need to ensure that uh, the, the, the inequality when it comes to racial economy yeah. is fixed. So in essence, if triple BE was done right yeah. and it was implemented and policed right yes. and there was no politicking yeah. but politicking properly for the people by the people, it would actually serve South Africans who were previously disadvantaged. It would serve our economy. It will be very far 28 years later. Right now, there's such arrogance from those who own the means of production and who truly are just, you can you can see that they, even with said own enterprises now, now when you hear things like, you know, we don't need your BE, it's just free for all now, I can tell you it's really a recipe for something down the road and we need to change that. Any uh, conferences coming up uh, between now and next week when we have a discussion? We will, we will have virtual seminars um, uh, coming up. We'll be announcing on our Facebook page, which is what we normally use, Amanda Omnoto. Just go and like that Facebook page. It's got a lot of other recordings, including the one of yesterday and many others uh, previously. Nongosi, thank you so very much for joining us. Pleasure is mine, Manduli. Thank you so much.